Hello, and welcome to the Marketing on Purpose podcast. I'm Michael Fennec, partner at RDB. Today, we're joined by Mario Alonso Debu, CEO of RDB, and Karen O'Brien, an international marketing executive, to talk about purpose. Today, we're talking about purpose. Helping us discuss this is Mario Debu from RDB Agency, um, creator and founder, along with Karen O'Brien. Um, so guys, let's just explore. Uh, I think first what we need is a definition. Hmm. What is a purpose-driven company? What does it mean? Let's kick it off, Mario. Tough to tell, right? Because um, I think purpose is one of those um, of those words, of those buzzwords that gets thrown around a lot. I, I like to, to go with the, the basic definition of purpose, which is meaning. Um, or you could also translate it into reason why. So um, as we approach this new economy, the purpose, purpose economy or social entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it, we're all aware that purpose is so important in our personal life, but also it becomes more and more relevant or even crucial in the economy and in the business world. Um, and to me, a purpose-driven company is a company that is aware of why it's there uh, beyond shareholder value and beyond growth. So what is the value that they bring to their clients, their employees, and their communities? But also, how do you implement that purpose within every aspect of your company, right? So from um, products and services to brand and communication to employer or talent cultivation, if you like, and your CSR or your corporate citizenship. Who do you think is behind this? Um, is it a certain demography? Is it the younger generation that have these values? Because you mentioned shareholder value. Um, and in the past, that's always driven marketing decisions. It's driven product decisions. And it has a sea shift in the past, say, five years, eight years yeah. to where this is a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it comes, uh, as always, uh, has multiple directions where it comes from. Um, Together with Almenda, the, the, the consulting arm that we founded on sustainability consulting, um, we call it the so-called socioeconomic transformation. So it comes from threefold. The first is there is just a reality of the world in terms of we, we, we are um, you know, spending too much resources uh, in too little time. Um, we're kind of overspending on our natural resources. Um, clearly, uh, consumer behavior has shifted. Right, so, so away from prestige and, or maybe different, not well, not necessarily prestige, but away from um, stereotypical things you own to show um, your prestige and your status to more of a purpose um, part where it's about what is important to me, um, how do I live my life uh, in a very positive way without um, jeopardizing. Um, the well-being of anyone else, um, and then as so I is this a new purpose or prestige? Is this a new prestige? Is it is. It, is. it has that aspect. Yeah. It, it has a lifestyle aspect to it, definitely. Right? If you look at uh, ecotourism, if you look at um, social entrepreneurship, there is um, there is a new way of defining yourself, which is through the impact that you create. And and I think there will always be an ego part in whatever humanity does. Um, and that's fine as long as you use it um, for something that's for the greater good, right? So if you, if you look at the millennial audience, but I think even more with, with uh, Jen said, 
they not only hold companies accountable for their impact, um, but they also, when they look at their career path, career path, they want to work for companies that have a bigger purpose than just grinding from nine till five. So um, you can raise shareholder value. Someone said that very smartly. He said shareholder value is not a good reason for your employees to get out of bed every day. And and you know I agree, and my generation generation agrees too. Karen, you and I have been around um, for a while in the industry. Do you do you see things similarly? Yeah, I mean, I think for uh, for most of us, purpose um, has become a focus with brands because it's really um, we want to work for and buy from companies that are doing something for the greater good of society beyond just our profits. And we've seen a lot of research that shows that companies who do have purpose are more authentic, um, are perceived to be more transparent and authentic, which is is important to all of us. And that a lot of those companies have higher growth rates, they have happier um, employees, they have also, you know, higher customer satisfaction rates. So um, I think about also if we want to go to you know, the sort of shareholder value, um, some of the recent, you know, research or, or stats coming out of Unilever, for example, when they had their 28 sustainable living brands, those were brands that focused on um, Unilever's um, environmental footprint, right, and increasing social impact. And we saw that those brands delivered most of the company's growth and they grew much faster than the average business that Unilever was supporting. So that led to the CEO saying, we're going to only work with brands now that have a purpose. And that was based on, you know, much more profit, profit driving kind of, you know, intention. But at the same time, I think that, you know, at the core of it, purpose is what are you standing for in the world and are you doing something to contribute to the society and world? Yeah, and Mary, Mario had mentioned uh, trust. Edelman came out with uh, uh, a trust barometer regarding COVID-19. I haven't read it yet, but does that put companies in jeopardy or does that put, I guess, marketing in jeopardy of a brand that wants to either brand wash or purpose wash, it's probably a better term, um, to appear to be purpose-driven, but how do we hold them accountable? Is it through our networks? Is it through shaming? Um, I hope not. But how how do you tell if a company is purpose-driven and authentically purpose-driven? Well, I mean, I think you you can you can only look at um, social to see how companies, employees, and consumers talk about them. But I would also say consumers vote with their wallet. So, in, I think in this current situation that we're going through, which is unlike anything we've ever seen before, there's going to be a reckoning. I think that, uh, you know, there'll be leaders and there'll be losers. And I think that brands who have an authentic purpose and they're able to walk their talk um, and take care of their employees and their customers are really going to come out stronger on the other end of this. Mario, I don't know what you think, but. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are, there are, measurements right so, so that we currently try to combine or a lot um in the industry currently try to combine classic brand awareness metrics and engagement metrics with purpose and then if you go even further and you talk about impact you know with with the sustainable development goals and impact measurement there will be more and more kpis um, that companies will be held accountable for i think 
sooner by um, the public sector, by the governmental sector, than maybe directly through the consumer. But I think the point that Karen brought on, uh, brought up with uh, they vote with their wallet is totally true, right? I think people quickly sniff out who is greenwashing a brand or purpose washing a brand and who is not. So I think that's yeah. where my maybe, you know, bigger companies struggle and, and um, emerging players have an advantage. But um, I really think everybody has the opportunity to turn the ship around and, and to become a purpose-driven company. So Mario, you mentioned sustainability goals. I know that there's a, a global organization. Can you give us a little bit more on that? Yeah, so the, the, the sustainable development goals are basically the framework of the United Nations um, for their objectives for 2030 to turn the world around, if you like. For the first time in, in history, the, the governmental and the public sector came together and clearly defined 17 objectives for humanity. Um, and I think that by itself is very impressive, especially if you look at how quickly they accomplished their millennial goals, which was their framework before. And it really goes from, um, you know, uh, justice for all, employment, um, economic opportunity, financial inclusion, equality, all the way to um, saving life below water, saving life on land. And we can already see it with a lot of our clients that the governments are putting pressure on the private sector to respond to those goals because they are held accountable by all other um, UN members, right? So it's, it's a downward spiral of, or not spiral, it's a downward um, way of how sooner or later this will land on every CEO's table where they will have to create impact reports, sustainability reports, and show how they contribute to the 3P bottom line, which is people, planet, profit, on top of driving um, you know, sustainable growth. I love thinking about that way, those three Ps, people, planet, profit. We'll put some um, links and details in, in our content uh, linking to, to those organizations. So tell me, Mario, or outline for us, what does RDB do that's purposeful? How, how do you see yourself contributing to this, uh, to this movement? We, we, we started from a purpose. To go back to the definition, it's about the why, why you're here, you know. I think it's one of the oldest questions in um, humanity. As soon as we had, as soon as we moved up the Maslow pyramid and we had enough food and enough shelter, um, we immediately, you know, looked up to the stars and asked ourselves, "Why are we here? Why? Why are we living?" And I think, it, it, in in a sense, this is you know driving every human being, or maybe even every soul um, in the world. So um, when we started RDB, that, that, that came from there, right? It was how can we, how can we use our skill sets, um, our knowledge, our talents to create something that's bigger than ourselves and something that will have lasting meaning and something that contributes maybe even a little to the, to the next step in, in, in mankind, if you like. So we, we from the beginning, defined, um, we saw economic opportunity in, in not having to think about shareholder value. So as you know, almost all big agencies in the industry are um, owned by four holding companies. And uh, every, uh, every agency has to commit a fee or a share um, to that holding company. As we were independent, we said instead of giving that 20% to a holding or instead of buying fancy things, we commit to give 20% on top in terms of service and expertise 
to NGOs. So if, if you like, our name, RDB, comes from Robin de Bois, which is Robin Hood in French. So it's, it's basically taking you know, from the more fortunate through our services, which they still receive, and leverage that to give to the ones who are not as fortunate and might not be able to afford our services. So we give them pro bono. That over time really evolved through the work uh, we did with Karen and the work we did with you as well um, into purpose-driven communication at its core. So how do you leverage insights um, that are relevant for that so-called socioeconomic transformation? Let me give you an example, right? Um, so the, the whole campaign around Live More, Share More for Western Union was how do you, how do you add value and maybe even self-esteem to a new global class that's emerging, which is that millennial um, segment that sees themselves as global citizens, not even only as dual belongers, where home is multiple places, that grew up with travel and connectivity. And then we started this campaign with 40 influencers from around the world, promoting that kind of borderless world, that global playground um, that is enabled um, through Western Union. And, and just if you, if you look at the stories, uh, and we'll share the link um, that are featured there, it's about gender equality, about diversity, about cultural um, exchange, um, about the most classic values, if you like, like the pursuit for happiness. And um, I think that's what we can bring to the table, right? We have some insights because we're from a different generation and we understand how to translate that for brands um, who might not be 100% aware of their purpose yet and might not be 100% aware of how to communicate it and how to touch the minds and hearts of the next customer. Um, so that's, that's what we do. And tell me a little bit more, Mario, considering we're all on lockdown globally, um, what have you done? Uh, for your employees, for your organization that kind of shows those values, right? I think you were telling me uh, one of your clients has marked a, a right. food, uh, I'm sorry, a farm to table brand and you, you connected them via the agency. Tell us a little bit more about that. We, we, are in the first, we, we are quite in a fortunate situation compared to others. Um, what I mean by that is we've been, we've been spending the last seven years on purpose, on sustainability and and the client base or the partner base that we built is essentially purpose-driven in its core. So, um, and digital and social. And um, so I think on the contrary, we are less affected about, oh, where's our business going? We're more affected on, okay, all these companies are now having increased demand. And, and one of them is Magda. Um, Magda is a, a beautiful startup, you know, classic um, purpose-driven story of a very strong young um, woman who could see how local producers are suffering in our global food economy. And uh, in, instead of you know, making the government or politics or everybody else um, or blame everybody else for that, she thought about what she can do. And she started this online marketplace, which is basically farm to table um, through local producers directly to your to your home. And now, of course, in time of COVID, that's, that's relevant in, in so many levels. It's relevant because it's um, about strengthening the local economy and saving the small, medium enterprises that you know, don't have the cash flow to survive the next six months. It's about providing healthy, 
um, high quality food to people in need. Of course, it's perfect because they don't have to leave their house. So there, there are just multiple things. And then for us, it's all about, or maybe let me take a step back. I think the, the other advantage we had, because we were so focused on defining our purpose and are constantly busy, and how do we can communicate that purpose internally? How do we onboard new employees? How do they understand? They can all feel it, but how can you, how can you make it clear what we stand for? And, and because we have that and because we build brands that do better and because our mission is to sustainably grow and, and drive uh, a new economic paradigm, um, you could quickly see the synergies within everything, right? So we were, the first day we were busy um, crafting our response, mostly towards our employees and towards, uh, towards our clients. And even there, you could see everybody was engaged. Everybody knew um, our values and, and what we stand for. So it's, it's less a question on what to do and how to do it, which I really like. And then starting Monday, uh, we immediately started reaching out to a community and uh, we phrased it, I think, in the way of now it's about protecting and, uh, and empowering the ones we love. And in our case, that's um, you know, our community of artists, um, suppliers, uh, small companies, producers, um, but also even our small clients, right? So Animal Care International, one of our most... Um, most closest to the heart because we have our own dogs from that organization who support um, rescue efforts and education abroad um, for animal welfare. They are now locked because all the borders are closed. So all the, all the animals that were meant to go to families in, in Austria are now stuck at the border. So immediately we realized, okay, we have to react fast, right? So it's about rallying. Um, it's about creating awareness, mostly um, providing support to them, but also um, starting fundraisers. And then internally, it's about, you know, soothing uh, your employees' worries. Um, really commit to your values. Like if you say your employees go first, you know, don't even think about contingency plans first on who you have to lay off. I know economic realities are often a thing, but I, we have a bit more time to figure this out. And, and I think the government's already responded quite well. So we did that. Um, and then we started connecting the dots. So we knew, okay, Magda needs um, orders, uh, needs uh, cash flow. Our employees will be at home. They will have to deal with their families being with them. Um, you know, we have a lot of parents or people who just became parents. How, how can we support them? So we said, okay, you know, we, we, uh, we support um, every marketer order um, from our employees with 10%. We open up a lot of communication channels internally and externally. And, um, and we gave them a purpose, which to them now, it's not about, you know, kind of coming in front of the computer on their desk to only save their clients, but also to, you know, support people in need. And that I think really gets them up every morning because they feel they can really make a difference right now. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Karen, you have an eagle eye for many things. What brands out there have you seen that are, that are doing it right? I, I know it's early days and this is just not about COVID and what we're dealing with this week and for however many months, but more importantly, um, you know, you're super tapped into brands that that do it right uh that are executing kind of living up to it who's on your radar well i mean the p and d space obviously um 
you know, with a lot of their brands, uh, CPG companies, Unilever, they have long, you know, sort of spent time to be um, very purpose-driven. I would say, though, you know, just looking around at who is really getting behind their employees and their customers during this time, I I mean, there's so many, uh, and it's very, very positive, you know, to see that and very inspiring. I would say, though, you know, just overall, I think what brands need to do is put people at the center of all their decisions in times like this. How will our decisions impact our employees? How will our decisions impact our customers? How will they um, impact our partners? And just really sort of keeping the, you know, people first kind of, you know, thought in process. And then I think also, um, you know, just being authentic and transparent and accountable for all the decisions you make right now, you know, basically being in alignment with your brand purpose and bringing it to life as we navigate through a lot of things that are very unprecedented for a lot of businesses and brands. I think we've all seen companies that are committing to um, paying their employees, at least for the short term, through some of these downturns, whether they're working or not working, they're, you know, making remote technology available for employees, they're doing whatever they have to, to empower um, business to go on in any way that it can. What I think is really amazing is some of the, um, you know, the hospitals, the frontline workers in grocery stores, and, you know, some of the just delivery people, you know, a lot of those people are really, really stressed right now and need uh, very purpose-driven brands behind them to help them get through this because they are bearing the brunt of a lot of high demand and, and stress. Yeah, couldn't agree more. My sister's a, a healthcare worker and there's definitely a lot of stress in the United States about just exposure and what we don't know. You mentioned services. So everybody's migrated to, to working at home offices. We were on calls with clients this morning. A few hiccups. I think we're all just trying to get settled in. So I think it's just a matter of, of working differently, thinking differently, and being for mind, being mindful, and I think that's what uh, what state we're in today. Uh, whether it's whether it's the people or the planet, um, relatives close to you, etc. What I think will be very interesting to see, and also where you can then really see what companies are behind their purpose and, and behind their commitments, and, and even people, and and who not is when this goes on for four to six weeks, right? So. When, when things get critical, how will that decisions be really made? That, that will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think there again, to your question, Michael, before on, on who's doing a good job, I think it's, it all comes down to leadership. It's, um, we've, we, we spend a lot of time right now to think about leadership and purpose. And, and even if you look at the sustainable development goals and, and impact, so just just think about what if you have a business leader who has a different personal purpose than the purpose of his company, right? I, I don't have the answers yet on, on on what that means and if that's a problem or not. But you can like I want to bring up Hikmet Ersek, the CEO of Western Union, right? I think he, even though he he's he's facing a lot of shareholder pressure and he's a Fortune 500 company, his purpose 
his personal purpose is perfectly aligned with the purpose of his company. Like he comes, he has some of the same storylines as his customers have. He, he is a global citizen. He's a migrant in the US and, and, and did a tremendous job. And I think if you have someone on top whose purpose inside is aligned to the purpose of his company, um, you will be in a good spot. If it's something where maybe in the past you did not spend enough time to focus on that because you had your KPIs and you had, you know, the, the quarterly reports and whatsoever, and you thought you can look at it later on and, and we don't need to define that properly. Even we struggle with this from time to time. What really is our purpose? And, and is everybody perfectly aware of that? So I think the leaders that, uh, that haven't had time or um, focus yet to spend time on thinking about purpose, they will have a hard time further down the line, even though it's crazy to, to focus internally and, and find, especially now in these times, on, on what do we think our purpose is and how can we bring it to life? Yeah, and reflect. I think that's you yeah. know important for everybody, especially leaders. You mentioned Western Union, um, some fantastic work um, RDB did with a foundation traveling to um, Uganda. Um, really interesting work. We'll, we'll put a, a link in um, link in the copy or a link in the, uh, in we'll the put a link somewhere. Um, <laughs> we'll put a link somewhere. <laughs> okay, guys, this has been an amazing discussion. A lot of really hot button topics, but I think more importantly, a change in, in philosophy. And to me, it's enlightening that purpose driven now is as much a necessity as a commodity uh, in terms of something that you have to have. And once I think you embrace it, once you work with companies that are purpose-driven, people that are focused on purpose, uh, it's just a much different world than, say, 20 years ago in the advertising industry um, and being a marketer. What about profit-driven companies? Do you guys think the current crisis will have an impact on them, forcing them to think about their purpose all of a sudden and why? Um, try, to, try to go out with product messaging that is not relevant and is not adding value right now, and you will have a hard time. I, um, I, I, just, I, I just think that these companies will suffer the most, but often it's, it's what I want to be really sensitive about is it's not green. It's not black and white, right? Profit is not bad. On the contrary, um, growth is important for every ecosystem and, 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 you know, smarter people than myself said, the moment you don't grow, you die. So I think it's really more about, as Michael said, looking inwards and, and thinking, Maybe even looking back in history, right, of your company, wh where did it start from in the first place? What was the emotional insight behind all this? What, what is the emotional insight, the human insight behind our mission statement? And then there are enough people out there who can help you define a purpose and, and give you um, the processes and tools that you need to implement it internally. But I think even as a leader, if, if you start asking your question, that question to yourself and to your leadership team and you spend, spend a bit of time, um, it will help your decision-making. I was just going to say that I think that, yes, I agree that purpose and the vision of the purpose is definitely up to leadership to set and, and especially set an example to walk a talk in brands. I also think that purpose though is the job of every employee to have their behavior and their standards and, you know, the way they are conducting themselves on behalf of the brand to be in alignment with the brand purpose. 
we see a lot of a lot of you know rhetoric and discussion in social media when that sort of goes off the rails. But um, I think you know it's up to leadership to set the vision for that purpose and to rally their employees around that purpose for the betterment of the brand and of their customers. I love it. Yeah, that's so true. And I and and I think that also raises the point on on that we can discuss it in a different session on how to uh, how to involve your 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 employees in in the definition of your purpose, um, but also in how to live it. Um, brilliant insight, Karen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and we will have an HR session, a human resources session uh, in future podcasts. Mario Debu, Karen O'Brien, thank you very much. This is Michael Fennec signing off. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much today for listening to RDB's podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at rdb.agency and on Twitter at rdbagency. Thank you once again for listening. We'll see you next time.